Kylie, it's Mistress A. I thought we'd already been over this. You're supposed to wear the dress at every interview. Disobey the rules. You disobey me. And we can't have that now. You really don't want to piss Jen and I off. Now, be the good sissy slut that you are, or there'll be hell to pay. I'll hate for all those fun, dirty little secrets of yours to get out on Twitter. Ciao. Hi, and welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and that message that I just played was uh, left on our voicemail for the show yesterday. Um, That's from uh, Allison Jerry, the real heel, who I interviewed uh, several weeks back. And in that interview, she insisted that I I be dressed up and uh, basically said any time that I was in her presence or interviewing her, I, I should be dressed up. What precipitated the voicemail message was last week when I interviewed Miss Jen Davis. Miss um, Jen also asked what I was wearing, and uh, here's a little clip. Yes, but that's not how I expect to see you, Kylie. I expect when we, when you are in my presence, that you be dressed as a girl, always. Yes, Miss Jen. Always. Always. I don't care if we're only talking for one minute. That means the entire day you're going to be in your girl clothes. Now, if you've been following the show at all, you know that I've spent plenty of time in dresses, both in college and still occasionally now. But with the with the COVID nineteen going around, um, my my attire is mostly sweats, sweatpants, t shirt, and I'm finding it hard to find the time to shave my face, uh, let alone my legs and everywhere else. Uh, however, both Allison and Jen are extremely powerful women, and both seem extremely determined to get me back into dresses and heels and makeup and all that. And on top of that, um, both of them know a lot about me that I, I really wouldn't want to have getting out in public, and, and both have threatened me with that information. So, um, wish me luck. If you're religious, pray for me. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to do standing up to both of them. And here's the other problem, too. Um, what uh, Jen has said is if I talk to her for a minute, I should be dressed all day. And um, Allison has said anytime I do an interview, I should be dressed up. So even though their their orders are similar, they're, they're just different enough to keep me dressing a lot. So um, I don't know what I'm going to do here. But anyway, um, today's show, it's, it's going to be a pretty cool one, and uh, we have an interview coming up with Shayla Aspasia, which I recorded before I got the message from um, from Allison, and kind of that kind of threw everything into a tailspin. So we're going to have the interview with Shayla, and then uh, we're going to have a little more fun. Hi, and welcome to the Feminization Boudoir by Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and I'm joined today by Shayla Aspasia. Hi, Shayla. Hi, it's so good to be back. I think this is what, your third interview? It is. Wonderful, and I enjoy them all. Um, Thank you. One of the reasons I have you on today, the story we're doing is... Um, called Sisters in Sissification. If you go to buy this on 
I want clips. It's called Four Feminization Stories because you can't say sisters. This is this is uh, figurative sisters. There is no such thing as figurative incest. It's figurative sisters. So I don't see the problem, but it's uh, it's called Sisters and Sissification, and it's the story of uh, two women, Amber and, and Kat, who they you know they grew up right by each other. They became best friends, you know, as far back as they can remember. And it tells the story of them and the guys they feminized in four short little vignettes. And the first story is by a newcomer, Amber Olivia, who is a dom from the West Coast. She's uh, 19 years old. And she does a great uh, reading on the story of the first time they ever feminized somebody. And then the next story by another friend of our show, Mistress DJ, who does a reading about a particularly obnoxious pest of a lab partner. And then the third story is by Miss Jen, which has a great spanking scene. And if you remember from last week, Miss Jen is kind of the queen of the spankos, the spanking queen. Oh, and yes. then our fourth story is by Shayla. And Shayla, I, I, I definitely wrote it with you in mind. It's about a woman whose husband has done her wrong and uh, the revenge that her and her best friend get on him. Oh, yes. And I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. Um, I will tell you, I have excellent credit now. But That's um, Yes, absolutely. It took a long time to get that back. So, yes, I loved your story. <laughs> <laughs> I like when I can be very custom with them. And uh, so I think, I think all four stories are great. I think all four women who read them are great. The one I'm going to play today is by Mistress DJ. And that's just because of just, um, I don't want to say legal reasons, financial reasons. Mistress DJ is probably not going to be selling it, so I don't mind playing the clip up on its entirety because it won't hurt, hurt her sales on clips or anything like that. Um, but um, all four stories are great, and all four are up together and individually. So what have you been up to, Shayla? It's, it's been a, uh, about a month, I think. Oh, yeah, it has been about a month. Um, well, I guess like everyone else, um, staying home, um, that is difficult. I am an introvert, and I'm I'm even finding this lockdown to be a challenge. I'm trying to keep myself busy, um, little projects around my house. And then, of course, I've been working on my new website, shaylaspasia.com, quite a bit. I started my own podcast, as you know. You were on it earlier. I got to interview for the first time. Very first interview, in fact. So that was great. And um, I have a new book out on Amazon. It's called Oral Instructions. And um, it is kind of an MM romance. Man-on-man romance. Um, erotica. Um, basically, it's about cocksucking. And um, I'm kind of drawing a blank here. What else have I been doing? <laughs> I well, should know, right? Well, okay. well, let me first say that your 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 um, website is amazing. Thank um, you. It's one of the best I've seen from from any operator, mistress, whatever. It's just beautiful. And then the second uh, thing I was going to say is, yes, you have your podcast uh, airing tonight. It's part of Shayla and my master plan to take over the internet. We yes. are both on each other's podcasts tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
so we're, that gives us double the range. So before long, we should be owning the entire internet. Absolutely. And I have uh, no doubt. <laughs> we've we just can do it. There. I think we can. So we just had a good talk on her podcast, and, and now we're doing mine. Um, Shayla has been on so many, done so many audios for us. Um, which one, uh, this is my question I'm asking everybody, which one is your favorite? Okay, the podcast? Is that what now, you're which, asking? Which, which story that you've done for me is your favorite? Oh, gosh. Um, damn, that's hard to say. Um <laughs> Okay, um, it's a tie between, oh gosh, my Southern came out there. Oh man, you, you said tie. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yes I did. Um, yes, I was trying to rattle off some Spanish the other day and someone made such fun of how bad my Texas accent came out in the Spanish. It was not Castilian Spanish by far. It was definitely more of a Tex-Mex thing <laughs> going on. Um, but yes, um, yes, Lily. And of course, that's the first one I read for you. So yeah. I don't know. I just I thought the last scene was really hot. And then the one I mentioned on my podcast now, um, why is my brain going blank? What's the naughty one? What's it called again? The uh, super party naughty. Favor. Party, party favor. favor. I really did blush reading that. And I'm like, I'm reading this and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a phone sex actress. Can we really even put this on the site? This was naughty, but <laughs> I loved it. It really, I, I like those two. Those were my favorite. Nice. Yeah. Party favor kind of, um, I think would sneak up on you with, with some of the ones that you've done have been on the more tame side. And that one is definitely one of the steamier ones I did. Yes, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. So I also understand that um, you. I saw when you when you had your website up, you you asked me my opinion on it, and one of the things I uh, I noticed was in your bio it said you were a concert musician, a concert level musician, I believe it was. I want to know. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. What instrument? I have to know this. I played the flute, and yes, that that is accurate i i was a constant i can't talk and my brain is ticking over at the speed of a sloth napping today i don't know what my deal is pardon me um i was a concert level musician i i did play the flute and the piccolo as well um i well i of course toured new york washington those type of places as well but most of the time i was in europe been to india um been to the philippines different areas and i i did i played the flute professionally um in my younger years not that i'm all that old and everyone thought shayla's gonna go to juilliard i mean that's what my family really thought i was gonna do but honestly um i started at 17 years old and i burned out after about two and a half years and i just i love to play the flute but i hated trying to be a professional musician it just ruined it for me. So I still love to play. I still appreciate classical music, but at the same time, I need to do something else for a career. But yeah, I, a lot of fun touring, a lot of fun playing, many, many fun, sexy adventures that did not include my mouth on an instrument. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, I was a concert level musician. 
Wow. And, and, you know, as you're telling me the story, my mind instantly goes to about three or four different stories. I want to write about this, but that's beside the point. You probably okay. have much better ones. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can tell you the stories and you can you can be my ghostwriter. That'll be All right. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah. And then the other thing you, you, you have, you probably proclaimed and, and, and sent a picture of is you have, as I have, managed to give yourself... A haircut. I did. Well, that that's not all I did. I also colored it. Um, people don't know this, but my my actual natural color is a brown black, and um, I usually have it highlighted or it lightened, and it you know I just but that's my natural color. And I'm like looking at my hair, and I'm looking at my roots, and I'm like, I got to do something about this. So I wasn't brave enough to highlight it on my own. So mm -hmm. I thought, okay, I'm just going to go back to the natural color. So, yes, I did it. I went on Amazon, and I bought the boxed hair color, and I don't think it looked too bad. I sent you selfies. You did, and I thought it looked great. It really well, did. thank you. Thank it does you. not look, it does not look like, like mine did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my strategy was, hey, I got a lot of hair above my ear. Let's just grab a clunk of scissors and see what we get, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will not deny this because I was so embarrassed about my hair. I actually went online mm -hmm. and I, I looked at this place called Bellamy and they have the extensions and stuff, but they also have wigs. And I thought, I thought maybe I can just buy one of their wigs mm -hmm. and I'll put it on. I've never worn a wig before, so I don't know how that would actually go, but I could, I, we could do that. We could, if I, if I lived closer, if I lived closer to you, we could buy one of those wigs and I could put it, put it on you, Kylie. And you know, we should get you a corset and shape the tits and I don't know. You are like, I am having so many of every person that I have on podcast <laughs> gets the same inspiration. Let's feminize Kylie. I'm starting to think it was inevitable that this would have happened to me at some point. <laughs> I will tell you from experience, um, you're in Texas. Um, yes. Wearing wigs in Texas is probably a bad idea. Oh, yes. It's oh. hot. It's hot in Dallas. Yes. I figured the reason why Texas women had big hair was to hide the fans, um, because <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was kind of lucky. I kind of started with fairly long hair, so I, I I was able to go wigless pretty soon. But yeah, I, I have my wig days, and uh, <laughs> and then there was the all the other thing too, which was the wig, so you could have a different hair color too. So totally oh, different. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, I, I want to try the blonde. My mom always tells me that, oh, you look so pretty if you had the, the blonde hair. And I, I actually tried that one time. I bleached my hair. Oh, damn, was I ugly. But I thought, well, maybe I just did a bad job and I'll put on the blonde wig. But I could put a blonde wig on you. We could we could both try it on and do each other's nails. It'd be fun. I, I, we have I, girls' I, day. I, see, it's always. <laughs> <laughs> I actually came within an eyelash of... Uh, of going blonde. Um, there was, you'll get to that. It's actually one of the audios you're reading. It's one of the last parts of college changes a guy. Um, so we both obviously have, have quite a, quite interesting backgrounds here. And I'm making Kylie blush today, aren't I? You sure are. <laughs> I blushes very easily. I know. Uh, and as, so I, as I said last, last week, um, Working with dominant women, there are certain occupational hazards that, that are difficult to avoid, and I, I think this is one of them. So, 
anyway, Shayla, thanks so much for being for being a guest on on the show tonight. Uh, I wish I had like a a, a watch or a what, year supply of rice aroni or just something I could give you, but I, I appreciate you you being on here. <laughs> well, your friendship is more than enough. I have enjoyed the last six years together. Thank you. So we, as I said, we're going to be doing a clip from the audio that you are that you're part of, but it's not your clip. So it's Mistress DJ story, which is about a really pesty and annoying science lab partner who won't take no for an answer, which is part of Sisters in Sissification, or on I Want Clips for Feminization Stories. And it um, it, it is a story, a book that basically has all four people doing audios for it. And I think it's just a pretty cool product. So give that a look and give this a listen. So um, I'll be back right after this clip. Thanks again, Shayla. Oh, thank you. Cruel to be Kind. Cruel to be Kind is written by Kylie Gable and published by Candy Apple Press. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. I went through a mean girl phase in high school. It wasn't like I was all that concerned about popularity and only wearing pink on Wednesday. It was more like I had shit going on and I couldn't be bothered with anybody else's shit. I guess I was just your everyday run-of-the-mill angst-filled teenager. There was a guy in my chemistry class named Lucas, and for some reason, he fell for me hard. He tried to attach himself to me however he could. It started with manipulating the teacher to make Lucas my lab partner, and it just kept going from there. I tried to be nice for about five minutes, but after that, when he wouldn't take the hint, I became an ice queen. One Saturday, my folks were out of town, and my best friend Kat and I were listening to music when the doorbell rang. It was Lucas. He was there to go over our chemistry homework. We didn't have a lab or anything. He just wanted to go over his class notes with me. I think he honestly thought I would be impressed. I rolled my eyes, but either he didn't see it or didn't care. Look, Lucas, thanks for coming over and all. But my friend Katarina is over and we're listening to music. I'll see you at school. Okay? That is, unless you want to come in and hang with us, said Kat. Just before I could close the door, I could have wrung her neck. Yeah, sure, that sounds fun, he said, as Cat let him inside past my gaping mouth. We're in the family room. Why don't you go in and we'll get some drinks and snacks, suggested Cat. As soon as we were safely in the kitchen, I was ready to tear into my best friend. What the hell were you thinking? I don't want to hang out with him, and I definitely don't want him thinking I do. Relax, said Cat. I've been thinking about your Lucas problem, and the answer is pretty plain to me. Yeah, please share your plan with me, because I'm dying to know, I scoffed. You've been too nice, but now it's time to be cruel to be kind. What does that even mean? Have you ever pulled a Band-Aid off? It hurts more if you go slowly. You need to do something mean enough that he gets the picture, and then he'll leave you alone. Maybe he'll find somebody who actually likes him. He's not totally unattractive, you know. You make it sound like being mean to him would be a favor. 
It could be, and I guarantee we'll have fun. What could we do that would be mean enough to get rid of him and not cause him permanent harm? What about what you did to my brother? Suggested Cat. Marco's still scared of me. Exactly, she said. I'll set things up. You need to get the most humiliating outfit you can for him to be caught dead in, and I'll set everything up. But I'm the one he likes. Relax. That's part of my plan. I made a quick detour to the basement to get some rope and duct tape, and then I went to my room. I found a black lace dress I'd bought when I was going through a goth phase. My parents would never let me wear it, so it stayed on a hanger in my closet. I found some matching items. An old black bra and panty set that sort of went well with the dress, and a pair of uncomfortable black sandals I didn't mind getting rid of. I found an old blonde wig from when I had gone as a bride for Halloween. I also grabbed my makeup kit. As I descended the stairs into the family room, I heard Katerina call out, He said he'd do it! Your friend here is awesome to be that confident. Yeah, Lucas is something all right, I said playing along. Just make sure nobody sees me like this, he begged. Of course not, replied Cat. This is just between us. This is so humiliating, he said. It'll really help Amber out. Please, begged Cat. It'd mean a lot to me, I cooed. Sure. Can I just put the dress on over my clothes, he asked. I'm afraid not, said Cat. We need to see how it will hang on her. Not only do we need to have you take off your clothes, but we need to give you a shape like she has, if she's going to alter the dress properly. Yeah, otherwise it would all be pretty pointless, I agreed. Soon, he had stripped down to his underwear. We were kind enough to let him go put on his panties in the bathroom, but as soon as he returned, I wasted no time strapping the bra around his chest. It was fun to watch him blush. Sit on the couch, princess. I'll show you to put on your pantyhose, said Cat. Please don't call me that, he said softly. We were too busy giggling to really pay attention. While Cat and Lucas took care of putting on his pantyhose, I busied myself stuffing his bra with old panties. I didn't know it'd be this much, said Lucas. I know, I said. You're really doing a great job, though. Are you sure you've never worn girls' clothes before? N no, no, never, he stammered nervously. We put the dress on him and then looked him over like art critics staring at a sculpture. Lucas was starting to put two and two together. For one thing, I neglected to bring any sewing supplies to alter the dress, and secondly, he realized that the blonde wig shouldn't have been necessary to alter the dress. Cat noticed this too and quickly interrupted his train of thought. Clasp your hands behind your back, Lucas, and stick your chest way out. Yes, let me see how that looks, I said, feigning curiosity. I don't understand. I thought you were just going to finish sewing this, he asked. Cat's plan was to do this as simply as possible. The two of us could easily overpower the skinny boy, but we were trying to avoid resorting to that. However, the second the jig was up, we acted. She grabbed his wrists and pulled them behind his back, and I grabbed the rope and began wrapping it around them. Hey, what are you doing, he demanded. Don't worry your pretty little head about it, I mocked as I finished securing his hands behind his back. He only started really trying to fight us off after it was too late. We pushed him down into a chair. We immediately tied his arms to the chair back and his ankles to the legs. There was no way he was going anywhere after that. I thought you were sewing a dress, he said. I don't know how to sew, I confessed. Cat and I went to work on his makeup, and I have to admit I don't think I've ever done the cat eye look as well as I did on him that particular day. Wow! He looks way better than my brother did, said Cat. He really is a natural at this, I agreed. 
After we had his makeup done, we put the heels and the wig on him and played around with his look until we were satisfied. I held up a mirror so he could see how cute he looked, but I don't think he was nearly as impressed as Cat and I were. We need to immortalize this, said Cat, pulling out her phone. We took a bunch of pictures of ourselves with our prisoner and then took a bunch more of Lucas by himself. I knew the pictures would come in handy if he didn't get the hint from what we were going to do to him today. Will you please just let me go, he pleaded. You want to go home, asked Cat. Yes, please, said Lucas. You've had your fun. Maybe we have, Lucy. We'll take you home. Thank you, he said, relieved that his ordeal was ending. Cat and I began untying him from the chair. We kept his hands tied behind his back and his arms tied to his sides. Let's go, said Cat. Aren't you going to finish untying me, he asked. Do you want to go home now or not, I asked. I can't go out dressed like this, he complained. You really don't have a choice, said Cat. She took the rope that had secured his feet to the chair and used it to make a leash, which she then put around his neck. Three of us must have been quite a sight as we walked Lucas to his place. It was only about four blocks, which Cat and I were happy about. I'm sure he was more relieved than we were when we finally got to his place. Those heels were uncomfortable on me, and I could tell by how he was walking his feet were going to be sore for a good long time. Oh, shit, he exclaimed. What's wrong? I asked. My keys are in the clothes back at your place. I totally forgot about them. That is a problem, said Cat with mock sympathy. It really is a long walk back for you in those shoes. I have an idea, I said, sprinting up the stairs to Lucas's porch and bringing down a heavy iron chair from the patio furniture. Phew, sit on here. I bet your feet are killing you. As soon as he was sitting down, Cat was on him. The poor guy got overpowered by us not once, but twice. And soon he was again restrained to a chair. I'm glad I remembered the duct tape and busied myself putting strip after strip over his mouth. Seems like that defeats all the work we did on the lipstick, said Cat. Not at all, I replied, taking out my own lipstick and painting false lips over the gag. Well, have fun, Lucy, said Cat. Yeah, I'll return your clothes on Monday, I said. We watched him struggle against his bonds for a while before we had both blew him a kiss goodbye and walked away laughing. I expected that Lucas would be found by his parents or maybe a neighbor, but about 45 minutes later, a group of a dozen girls from our school happened to be walking by and had a lot of fun abusing the poor sissy. Even though we had decided not to share his pictures, they had no such reluctance to ruining the guy's reputation. In fact, a picture of him dolled up and tied to the chair made its way into our graduation slideshow. Lucas never bothered me again. You have plans, and sometimes they don't work out. In this case, um, I was planning to just air the Mistress DJ uh, clip from Sisters in Sissification, but it turns out it's only 9 minutes and 32 seconds long, and I try to give at least 20 minutes of audio on each of these podcasts. So here's another clip from Mistress DJ to sort of make up for the, uh, the short clip you just heard. So here is Mistress DJ. An excerpt from Camp Femdong by Kylie Gable and Claudia Acosta. One summer camp tradition was that the male campers and female campers would engage in a mammoth prank war. Doorknobs would be covered with vegetable oil and panties would be hung on flagpoles. This year was different. First, the counselors had become involved as well as secondly, it had escalated quickly to ridiculous lengths. Nobody could remember who started it, but now it was personal. 
There were always tensions between the boys and girls at the camp. The grounds were extensive, but they were built during a time when the guys would do outdoor activities and the girls would do needlepoint and make wallets. The guys never liked having to share, and they let the girls know it. When the girls had the lake for a late morning swim, the male counselors snuck into the female counselors' cabin and took every bra and panty they could find. As there were 78 male campers and only 52 female ones, there were eight male counselors and only five for the girls. This gave the boys a huge numerical advantage, both among the counselors and the campers, a fact that they used to win the prank war year after year. Now in possession of all their counterparts' underwear, the male counselors decided to hang them from the trees at the far end of the camp. They took their ill-gotten lingerie and headed to the trees, leaving Pete and Sean behind to guard their own cabin, unless the girls tried to retaliate. Only now did it seem ridiculous to Sean that he and Pete were expected to somehow hold off five angry and determined women. The girls did arrive and quickly overpowered them. Sean still remembered his crush, Amber Lee, twisting his arm up behind his back so her friend DJ could duct tape his hands together behind his back. Sean felt himself being hauled up to his feet. He couldn't see what was going on, but he felt his t-shirt being cut off his body, leaving him in only his shorts. His ankles were taped together, but he was made to hop over to where Pete had been. Meanwhile, Pete was dragged over to the spot he had been laying in. The shirt was unceremoniously pulled from his head, and he saw Amber's smiling face. With her were DJ and Diane. Are you ready for your makeover? asked DJ. She was an athletic blonde girl who was a few inches taller than he was. She had deep blue eyes, and he searched them for any sign of mercy, but found none. Sean tried to speak, but his mouth was gagged with Amber's bikini top, and though he could make faint sounds, he couldn't make himself understood. Amber began to rub Nair into his chest and his legs, while DJ held his taped feet flat so that Diane could apply polish to his toenails. This was so humiliating. To Sean's mind, it was far worse than getting your underwear hung from a tree. As the nair did its work, Sean wanted badly to wash it, or at least scratch it. The chemicals were itching and even burning his skin a little. He also knew that they would soon make him hairless. The girls could see his discomfort, and it made them giggle among themselves. He couldn't even wiggle his feet. DJ made sure of that. Instead, he sat there passively as his toes turned bright red. He could now see what they had done to Pete, and he knew that he'd be getting the same treatment. Oomph! He grunted into the swimsuit, gagging him. Don't even try talking your way out of it, said DJ. You're not sorry. You're just sorry we got the upper hand. Oomph! He tried to scream for help in vain. Let's do this, said Diane. Just like they had done to Pete, Amber took responsibility for slathering Nair on Sean while DJ and Diane worked together to paint his toes. Unlike Pete, Sean had long hair, so he got the curling iron treatment from DJ and Diane when they were done with his nails. 
This left Amber to do his makeup. The foundation was cold to the touch, but Amber's soft fingers made its application almost feel like a massage, even though it felt strange to have makeup on his face. Amber was meticulous with her makeup application, applying loose powder after the liquid. As she lined his eyes with jet black pencil, cat eyes? What else? asked DJ. His eyes really do pop with makeup. He's starting to look quite a bit more girly, said Diane. I'm trying to do his makeup the same way I do my own, replied Amber. Keep doing it, said DJ. It's working. Amber chose to blend a soft purple and a deep rose eyeshadow on Sean's eyes while applying thick mascara to his lashes. He looked so pathetic with his heavily made-up eyes and soft curls peering out of the swimsuit stuffed in his mouth. I could do a better job if I could take off the gag, said Amber as she finished his eyes. Not just yet, said Diane. Yeah, I don't want to hear him screaming for mercy right now, agreed DJ. It's time for the clothes. The girls untaped Sean and Pete's feet and hauled them into standing positions. You know, if you guys would have worked on your tans instead of staying inside playing video games, we wouldn't have to put pantyhose on you, said Amber. Don't you dare run these, said DJ. We don't have many at camp. Both boys were dressed. The girls had obviously planned ahead because they had a strapless fuchsia bra and matching panties for Sean and baby blue for Pete. Because they were strapless, they could be applied to the guys without untaping their wrists. Sean was put into a fuchsia halter dress that came just past his knees in the back, but rose to thigh level in the front. It had ruching detail all the way down the front of the dress, and Sean couldn't help wonder who would bring such a dressy outfit to camp, even as the girls crammed his feet into a pair of white high-heeled sandals. You know, his polish clashes with that dress, said Diane. It's close enough, replied DJ. Let's take care of Pete, said Amber. I think that's Priscilla now, teased DJ. She could hear him groan into his gag and considered it a victory. Pete was placed in a baby blue strapless pleated chiffon dress that only came to mid-thigh. It was a very sexy dress, but much more appropriate for camp activities than the one that Sean was in. His dress also had white strappy high-heeled sandals with it, but these actually fit him perfectly. The bathroom was constructed so that the toilet stalls and sinks were in the front part, and behind a wall there were five shower stalls. The boys were led back to the shower stall and made to face each other. As DJ pressed their bodies together, Diane wrapped rope around the torsos, leaving their faces only a couple of inches away from each other. I wish we could put lipstick on them, said Amber. Why can't we? asked DJ. We'd have to take the gags out, obviously, replied Amber. Do you really think these two want to scream for help and have anybody see them like this? asked DJ. That's a really good point, agreed Diane. Diane removed Pete's gag and DJ removed Sean's so that Amber could paint both their lips with a bright lipstick for Sean and a red one for Pete. 
please begged pete let us go oh we will eventually said amber for now pucker up look i know we've been jerks said sean what do you want from us right now said diane we want you to get down on the ground what asked sean just before the girls lowered them to the ground and tied their ankles together have fun boy said amber as the girls began to leave are they going to be okay like that asked diane we'll get some senior campers to watch them i'm sure they'll be happy to said dj So that's about it for our show. If you would like a free audio file, please send me the answer to this one question to kyliegable at yahoo.com, or you can leave a voicemail message. The question is, do you want to have um, one podcast that has interviews and stories, or would you like me to split them up to have an interview podcast and a story podcast? I really can't decide for the life of me, and I would love to know your opinion on that. I'd also love any other feedback, so it's kyliegable at yahoo.com, and if you email me, I will send you a story file. If you send me a voicemail message and you leave your email, I will also send you a voice, I mean, send you an uh, audio file. So that's it for our show tonight. I hope you had a good time listening. I had a good time recording it. I have no idea what I am going to do with Allison and Jen. So if you have any bright ideas on how I can keep them at bay, I would appreciate it because I think uh, I am more than overmatched. So have a wonderful week. Um, I've mentioned, I believe, my mom had the COVID virus and she's one of the lucky people who was asymptomatic. So I'm feeling really good about that. So it's been over two weeks and uh, probably over three weeks and no symptoms. So we're very lucky. So have a wonderful week and uh, tune in next Monday for another podcast. <laughs>